0: Hey guys, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. I've got Sheila V with me today. Hi, Sheila. (laughs)
1: Hello, Lauren. It's such a pleasure to be here. Uh,
0: I love it. Nice to meet you. And you know what's so cool is Sheila is coming um, from Australia with us today. So we're on the opposite sides of the world since I'm in the Seattle area. That's really fun to connect with you. So thank you for the morning time. Uh, What time is it there?
1: It is 9 a.m. We just had daylight savings. So it's not too early, Okay, not too bad,
0: not too bad. It's like 3 p.m. here, so cool. All right. Well, you guys, we are in for a special treat today because Sheila V has so much going on. She has so much to offer this world, her... Wonderful spiritual side, and her uh, she's a spiritual and business mentor. She's been uh, she's an author. She wrote the book Brave, and she has an awakening intuition class. She'll go into all of this, but um, I don't even know where to start with you. First, just I would love you to explain just who you are, your spiritual background, and then we can move kind of into um, where that fits in with the business world, the corporate world. We we're just talking about how a lot of times those things don't necessarily mix together. So, how can we talk to our coworkers or improve our careers in the spiritual realm? I would love to talk about that too.
1: Yeah, I love I love these questions, Lauren. So, I'm a I'm, I'm a psychic medium, and I had an awakening to these abilities about seven years ago, and I spent twenty years prior to that in the corporate world, okay. and. I climbed the corporate ranks. I got a scholarship to university. I became a chartered accountant. I did an MBA and I left the corporate world as a finance director in a big, big publishing house in Australia. And um, during my spiritual awakening, it became really confusing because I didn't know how to make sense of my old life and my old world. Yet this new world had opened up that made so much sense to me, but was so foreign. And I didn't know how to reconcile the two different types of worlds. And I think there are so many people now, Lauren, having spiritual awakenings. And that's why I feel so passionate talking and, and, and speaking about this. And it, I, I got called to write a book called Brave, mm-hmm. uh, Creators Live Your Truth, because this book is about being brave um, in the smaller sense to own who you are, what your spiritual gifts are, what your spiritual nature is and be brave and talk about it. So after I had my awakening, I spent three years part-time working as a psychic medium, which we all think, and, and a lot of people think that's weird. <laughs> and I, for a long time, thought that was weird too, right? And then I trained at the Arthur Finlay College. I found a lot of spiritual teachers. I did a load of workshops to really school myself up in this whole new world. And Lauren, probably, you could probably relate to this. It was a calling, like in my heart, I was like, I think I'm meant to change my life and do this whole new thing. Yet I just finished my MBA and I was like, but I, but I thought I was going to be a CEO. I thought I was going to have this big important role with this big salary. And, and I spent years nervous, nervous, in frustration, anxiety ridden thinking, I don't know how to make sense of both the worlds. So now I mentor and coach women and men um, into their spiritual business. Also how to use their intuition, which is my awakening intuition course. And I wrote a book and the book is really before lock, before COVID, I spent a whole year in lock, a self-imposed lockdown <laughs> to write my book. So, you know, I, I just felt really passionate about helping women through the awakening process.
0: Yeah. Whoa. That's a lot. We have so much to talk about. This is we awesome. Do. I love your energy. <laughs> um, okay. Well, one thing I want to say, ask is, since you kind of just mentioned how you, you realized you were psychic, like how did you even realize you had these gifts? Was this something you noticed throughout your life or did it just hit you kind of in your adulthood?
1: I had experiences as a child and many of my students have have like recollection of memories that they can't make sense of. So I definitely had intuitive experiences as a child. There's two way. There's a few ways people find their, their, themselves understanding if they're psychic. So I definitely had a, a sighting of a ghost or a paranormal experience as a child. Um, I also had trauma as a child. And a lot of my students and clients have had real hardship or one difficult thing they've had to overcome as a child. So trauma can sometimes be the space that opens up us to high dimensions higher energies because on some level, we're going to leave the body. The consciousness doesn't want to be here in this third dimension. So that's another kind of signpost that when you later have strong intuitive hits, you've had a a difficult childhood. It's because you've trained yourself to leave and go to the higher planes. And the, the, another reason that I find common is you might've had trauma later in life. So when I studied at the Arthur Finlay college, there were a lot of women there had, had sudden death of their partner mm. or a child or someone very close around them. And that trauma later in life can catalyze the awakening to your psychic abilities. So that's, that's what can catalyze it. I had this calling to learn tarot and and I loved astrology. And so all these, I was drawn to study all these metaphysical um, modalities and I didn't know why, like a lot of the answer to our calling is in our passion. Right. And then I did an intuitive workshop one day and the teacher guided me through these um, exercises. And the lady I was reading for, I was very clear. I could see her child had disability. I could see a lot of challenges in her life. And I got a downloaded message to give this lady. I said, your child's going to ride a bike one day. I'm being told that's important that you know that. And this lady started to cry. And it was my first awakening that I had an ability and I could help people with it. Mm -hmm. The helping people with it was where it became profound. And so it was in a workshop. So that's why I love running workshops myself and encouraging my students to go to workshops because generally a teacher will hold you in that early awakening stage
0: wow okay so you had little things come and go as a childhood but in that core in that workshop is really when you realize like i have something here that i can use to help others
1: Definitely. It's generally a workshop where, and that's why I'm so passionate about the space yeah. early on and holding a space where students can get, they've got the ability. Cause if not, you spend a long time thinking, am I, aren't I, sure. I don't sure. believe this. You love your corporate job. Like you can stay stuck for a while until someone goes, you've got an ability and you've got to use it.
0: Okay. Do you also think people could um, maybe get help um, with mediums or psychics as well though?
1: Oh, um, you mean in terms of training in it?
0: Yeah. Or like finding out if you have, you know, intuition, intuitive gifts or, you know, higher self or anything like that. Like, is that also somewhere that you could go to, you know, get some support?
1: hundred percent. I think I went to psychic and and mediums for such a long time, for like 15 years. and they all said, you've got the ability. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. know, So a lot of psychics and and mediums know when their clients And we're in the space now where the consciousness of the planet is so high. A lot of psychics are reading that for clients going, you've got the ability. So we can see it in the auric field. And and if you read the timelines, you can see that there's an opening that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. So quite often you might be called to a psychic medium as well, because you're about to have the awakening.
0: Got it. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've been going to mediums like crazy. I'm in that stage, I think of my awakening where I'm just like, I can't get enough. And people talking to people like you, that's why I'm doing this podcast. And I've been... I'm asking this kind of for myself, but also for others listening. If you've been feeling like I'm interested in this stuff, but, um, they've been telling me, you know, we think that you have this ability, but I, for my, myself, I just haven't had that either breakthrough or, um, I feel a little bit blocked. Like, what are a few tips that you could give to people like me who are really like, um, attracted to this kind of stuff? Um, listening to intuition, getting in touch with guides, like what are a few things besides like a workshop or a medium?
1: Yeah, so I love these questions, Lauren, because they're really common at the beginning of the awakening process. I hear the word blocked Mm -hmm. a lot. I hear I want to connect to the guides. So just to help you, the fact that you want to connect to your guides is a sign that, your light body, your auric field can hold enough light that you want to start connecting to the guides. The guides have been around you since you were born, since conception, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's like, do I have guides? I'm like a hundred percent because you've got a soul contract you're here to do. Mm-hmm. And the awakening tends to happen when we're like, ah, there's a contract. There's something I meant to do with my life. That's quite important. Mm-hmm. Generally it has a big service element, service to humanity. And that's when the guides are coming closer and closer and your aura holding enough light you can communicate with them because the guides are very high energy and in this human realm it's pretty dense <laughs> so you've obviously done enough work to hold enough light the crown chakra must be open you must have a pretty uh, you know developed crown and i always say to my students it's like a satellite dish on top of your head mm. and suddenly you're like trying to tune into the frequency right so my counsel for you and to anyone listening to this podcast is start to get in touch with your spirit guides and daily okay. do a really uh really Really beautiful guided spirit guide meditation, right. Um, that will take you to meet your guides. And I have one that I teach my students and they love it. They've been doing it every day. I run this course several times now. And the consistent feedback I get is every time they do it, the connection to the guides gets stronger. Mm. They meet more guides the information they're getting through this psychic senses is starting to get stronger and they're starting to believe in their abilities more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's the most exciting thing. So connected to the, to the guides every morning and night, at least okay. um, and starting to ju- journal or channel what's coming through. Mm, interesting. Kind of like a discipline. It's, it's like a muscle you have to build.
0: Okay. And just for some people that may not understand, they're like guides that could be anything You could, other terminology too you know, guardian angels, angels, guides that are, you know, looking out for us. Um, They can't necessarily interfere a lot of the time, but, you know, physically, like, I mean, they're not going to like do something for you, but they're around us, loving us, supporting us, right? What um, some of them can be past ancestors potentially, or I know I've been into the understanding that it could also be, um, angels that are helping everyone like, uh, Archangel Michael or Gabriel, right? So there are many different kinds. Is that correct?
1: There are many different kinds of guides. You are born with a master guide, a primary mm. guide to help you through evolving your own contract with what you're here to do. Okay. So there's one master guide that's keeping you on track. And that's why some big changes might happen in your life. And you're like, why is this happening? Your master guides there to help you navigate through the big stuff in your life. I do see as a medium when I do readings for clients, ancestor guides around, okay. I find ancestor guides are there for two reasons to help you amplify your gifts given to you by your, your family life. Mm. You might have the gifts of singing or talent or speaking or writing or so many different ways talents can come through, right? The other thing is to break family, um, to break family patterns that don't service. And so a lot of ancestors will be around you to break, especially for us women, the patterns of self-sacrifice, people-pleasing, perfectionism, not feeling good enough. So you'll have a lot of ancestors to help you with that. And then you might be working on projects, like podcasts and writing books and things like that. And a, and, a, and a consciousness will step in and help you. They are angels. Definitely. They'll work with you. Depends on how high the energies of the guide, which dimension and how, how high the frequency is. Um, spirit guides is such a massive topic. I could honestly speak about this. For that could hours. be a whole
0: episode, right? Okay, cool. Absolutely. Well, one more question on that. Cause I know we move on to some other things, but um, would one good wage for people to kind of start? And I, be interested offline maybe I'll chat with you about a reading. I'd like to do a spirit guide reading with you, but, um, mm. could you, um, just simply, cause some people don't really understand, like, how do you talk to these people, these imaginary things you've never seen just hi, I believe in you. Like I want to start a relationship with you and just kind of starting to talk. Cause isn't the first step just like believing in it in your heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the awareness mm-hmm. that you have, Lauren, of a guide and some of your listeners will have as well is a sign that they're around you mm-hmm. and they may be starting to come to you in dream state okay. or your knowing is there, which is clear cognizant, clear cognizant is a French word, which means clear knowing. Mm-hmm. And you start having a knowing that this is guy that's trying to get in touch with you. And then you start to go and see a psychic medium and you say, what guides are around me? And they start to explain there's five guides and one stepping forward because they can see, feel, perceive, know the guides around you. That's how a psychic medium is an intermediary, the bridge maker between this reality and other realities. So it's great to go to psychic mediums when you're having your awakening because they'll hold the energy to help you start connecting with your guides. It's like learning to walk, right? Or learning to ride a bike. You kind of don't do that on your own. You have people Around you, yeah. and then yeah. using a guided meditation every morning, and, and and you start to ask a question in a guided meditation. I take my my students up to a high dimension. They meet the guides and we start to have a dialogue. You might just see light at the beginning. You might just feel, and then when you come out of that space of sacred silence, that sacred connection, we just start to journal right together as a group. Mm. And what comes through, they find when they move into surrender and trust is a lot of information. A lot of guidance is there.
0: That's really cool. Okay. Um, So kind of a segue a little bit, because it can go into the rest of our conversation with, you know, intertwining spirituality into like the corporate world or your business or career. um, But also just like, because intuition is everything, right? That can go into any facet of life. So um, would sometimes guides or um, consciousness or like uh, source energy or whatever come through? Like you said, I think you said something like just this knowing Because we Mm. think it's just our brain sometimes, right? Just thinking a thought, which I could right now just say like, oh, I'm looking outside. It's like a nice day. That's a thought that I'm just like having. But some things that might be coming through about things like gut feelings or um, whatever it might be, a loving feeling or whatever, that could also be coming through, right, through... A divine, divine,
1: potential. Yeah, divine. Loving, the gut feeling is one of the strongest things. So so feeling is clear, sentient, clear feeling. You can't ignore a clear feeling. You can't ignore your gut. It's very hard to. And you feel very off-centered when you go against your gut feeling, don't you? Your gut's telling. And I've heard so many people say to me, my gut was telling me this and I ignored it and I regretted it, right? So when people say to me, does everyone have psychic abilities? I'm like, everyone's had a gut feeling. Everyone's had a clear knowing. Everyone's had this burst of, I just feel like I've got to say this to you feeling, Mm. right? That's the throat opening up and clear audience working, clear hearing. So all the psychic senses are always there. It's just, are we slowing down our life into a place of receptivity? But I'm I'm glad you asked this, Lauren, because receiving signs is also one of the first parts of the spiritual awakening process. So we're not always able to tune into our body, but we can tune into signs around us. Right. That's easiest. Maybe the first
0: step, right? Angel numbers, Uh, sometimes repetitiveness with like animals or the same dream or whatever. People see feathers or like, yeah, whatever it might be in your life, right? That's, that's, I've talked about that. Okay. That's a good one to remind people of just to start paying attention to, because I also, I think there's people like us that know about all these different terminologies, but some people are like, this is all new. So I think that's something for people that might doubt, or they're not quite awakening yet to certain things. That's an easy first step is just noticing signs in your, in your life. Right.
1: Really easy. And, and it's spiritual law, universal law to ask for a sign and you receive it. Right. So your daily morning practice. Just, I'd like to receive a sign of confirmation. Do I take this job? Uh-huh. I want to see a sign of um, of confirmation. Do I go on a third date with this guy? Okay. Like you can use it for your life. Sure, sure. I use it for my life all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, and then it's a positive sign. Looks like this. Okay red heart a negative sign is a black cross mm. or a positive sign is like a, a hawk or a, or a bird or a little sparrow and and you might think oh i see that often so i teach my students in my sign course ask for it in, in tu- duplicate triplicate mm. ask for the signs and you to repeat. doubt it, it. So you got, yeah, ask for the signs to come to you in such a way that it's unexpected. Okay. And then you say to the, to the universe, if I missed a sign, please show it to me again. Mm. Remember, you're in the driver's seat with spirituality and with spirit guides. They're here desperate to help you, yes. <laughs> to help you evolve. Uh, right. So you just got to ask. Yeah. That's what I've
0: heard. Like they want, to be acknowledged, they want to like be in communication with you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's, that's yes. a really good tip. Okay. So the first could be signs and then this all knowing, just this feeling just feels so true. And so knowing it's your gut, it's your intuition. Like we all have that.
1: We all have it. And and, the, and then another one, which I love talking about and teaching is the word Kledon. So this is a beautiful word. It's a French word. And it's when a, a message is, is spoken to you unconsciously from somebody. Okay. So it's like when somebody says to you, Lauren, I just feel like I've got to say to you um, to keep going, to keep going with this podcast or start writing a book or, or someone's consciousness shift. They don't realize, but they're giving you guidance. Or it might be a song on the radio when you're going through heartbreak. And you turn on the radio, it's not normally it's that radio station and you hear this song that you'll get through this. So a on is when a, when a message is de- delivered to you externally through sound mm-hmm. and it feels like the message, and this is the, the the clincher, it feels like it's delivered right just for you in that moment. Okay. And you have this feeling, Lauren, of going, I needed to hear that. Yeah, I, That's for me. I needed to hear that. And you get kind of excited when you hear it. Sure. That's a beautiful way to receive a sign. Okay. It's not through sight it's through sound and when you hear the words you feel, you can feel it in your belly in your heart you have this moment of actually feeling a little special like yeah. oh wow thank you okay.
0: yeah oh i love yeah. all this well thank you and thank you for making it so it just seems so easy and so clear from you because i i do think i like all the woo stuff and i can go way deep down a rabbit hole but for a lot of people that may be like not sure about this kind of stuff this is an easy way to to understand it so thank you for making it kind of just like a easy, simple. We all have the ability to receive this. So I love that. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. We all do. I'm passionate about teaching. it. I think I struggled for so long. Yeah. I suffered from depression and anxiety. Okay. Um, this is a long time ago before podcasts were available and all the resources. So I think people that had spiritual awakenings, even a long time ago, it felt really lonely and really confusing. Totally. And I had to study out of books and I sat alone in my apartment reading books and just oh. trying to figure it out. And so now with so much resources available, I feel passionate about sharing these teachings.
0: Yeah. And I can see the passion. I love it. Um, and you're right. It's, it's starting to really come out a lot more now, which is really cool yeah. and you can really see the awakening happening. So I love it. Um, okay. So let's move into that intuition that everyone has how do we use this? Because of course we can all do it on our own, right? You're reading a book by yourself, talking to people on podcasts or going to your medium, whatever. But how do we use this in the real world? How do we use this in the corporate world, in our careers? Because that's one thing. that's I talk to this stuff about my friends, my family, but I don't really bring this into the workplace. How do you do that without people thinking you're crazy?
1: <laughs> okay. So the first thing is, is, and I've noticed this in the corporate world recently, a lot of people are having spiritual awakenings in the corporate world. Okay. So the first thing is, do be brave and start. You know, my book's called Brave mm. because if someone's brave enough to start talking about it, you'll find everyone's kind of into it. Okay, kind of keen to know more about it. So I have crystals on my desk at work. Okay. You know, I'd say intentions before we started a meeting, like an intention of clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, I would before a board meeting, I'd go into a room and I'd sit silently and write what I felt was really important. I needed to be spoken about in a board meeting or I'd ask my guides, is there anything in my blind spot that I need to address mm. that would come up? So you need to create some sacred silence during your corporate work day and just connect with guides. Okay. And we don't, we're just going from meeting to meeting yep. to zoom, to zoom to coffees, to talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't really create that sacred bit of silence. And I think a lot of corporations now actually creating little pod spaces. You can sit alone to get your journal out. And, you know, when you use your intuition and connect with your guides during your workday, you're more efficient. You make less mistakes. You communicate in a more loving way with more integrity in your word. I mean, mm-hmm. these are very useful things to have as, yeah. a, as you become a senior leader.
0: Totally. These yeah. are t- essential skills. Yeah, that's good advice. And I think, yeah, for some reason it just feels like sometimes there's this like separation, right? Like mm. spirituality, religion, work, it doesn't go together. But like you said, you can totally intermesh those. And uh, I don't know, there can be a lot of negativity sometimes in the workplace, right? Competition, it's all yeah. about money, pressure, deadlines, judging, whatever. And so I think it's really important to bring that good energy in.
1: It's, it's important to bring the good energy in. If you're in a bit of a toxic environment work, and I teach this when I teach the two things I teach upfront with spirituality is connecting to your spirit guides. And I teach protection. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to understand there's dark and light in the world. Right. And the dark at a very basic level can be just negative thought forms mm-hmm. or projections of negative thoughts to you. And when you have your awakening, everyone wants to open up. Everyone talks about opening up, right? When you open up, you're also opening up to people's beliefs and negative thought forms that don't belong with you. And if you're highly empathic and feel great compassion to save people and heal people, which sometimes can lack boundaries, but if you want to go down that way, you take on things that aren't your own. So I bring an Archangel Michael into meetings right? I will say to myself at the end of a work day. And I said do that because I used to go straight from my corporate job to doing readings. I did my corporate job and appeared on psychic TV at the same time. Wow. Like I was doing psychic readings on television show, you know, at the same time. So I had to really manage my energy, you know, even when I'm in a meeting and I'm feeling pressure, I'm feeling unpleasant thoughts around me, I'll run light through my central column and over my auric field. And I'll just start extending a green light out of my heart. This may sound like very basic um, or even maybe silly kind of ideas, but if we start to study energy and how powerful we, we are individually and to have intention of like, um, um, sending out energy from a heart space. Once you start seeing what happens when you do that, you won't stop doing it. Yeah. You'll, it, you'll it. get it. That's true. It's
0: addictive it's in a good way. Cause I've been it's doing that a, a lot way. more too. Like I would start mostly with myself. That's what we kind of do, right? One, it's ego and two, we're just us. Like we're trying to protect our energy first and then we can extend to others. But you know, I've, that's how I learned a lot, like protecting myself in light, like no matter what it's for, uh, protecting your energy. But now I've been trying to really challenge myself to think about doing that for other people and extending it outward. So I like your advice because that can be contagious in, in like workplace or wherever you are.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, as, as workers learn, which is, you know, yourself and myself and many of your listeners, our job is to increase our ability to hold light. And this is not an easy path. That's why it's so important. I, I've, read a, I've read a beautiful chapter in this book. Um, it's called, it's, it's about soul tribe, the, the, the courage to find your tribe, because you'll need more and more energetic and spiritual and heart-based support around you from women that are not competing with you, collaborating you know, holding you when you're in shame or you're going through a bit of a growth in your soul. And it's so important during this process, probably to make new friends, to lean into new connections when you're doing workshops and you're doing yoga retreats and just go, hey, like, I think we've got a lot in common. Do you want to connect? Because leaving the old world behind might mean leaving behind old friends, old work colleagues, Yeah, you know, you might be quitting your job, right? You're going to need support through this big stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and as I always talk about, just uh the more positive energy we have, the the more we're going to grow and and move into this awakening, this new paradigm, the the new earth, every all those, you know, terminologies that are being uh spoken about. So, it's that's a good point. I'm glad we talked about that. Um okay, so you've talked about a few things that you've written in the book, but what else what else is the book about, Brave?
1: So I take the reader on a path I called the courageous path. And it's the path of being asleep to being partially awake to being fully awake. Okay. If we use spiritual words, it's the path to coming back to yourself because Lauren, you know, for me, I self-sacrificed myself and I was a perfectionist. So there's a really interesting story I have at the beginning of this book where do you remember the book, 50 shades of gray? Yes. Did you read 50 shades
0: of gray? You, you know what? I think I read there's, was there three? I think I read two. And then I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know, it was years ago. And I think I watched one of the movies. But,
1: you know, yeah. Right, right. So we don't think of Fifty Shades of Grey and spirituality in the same sentence. But right. I'm going to share with you So I was working at a big publishing house that was responsible for publishing this book. It was a fantastic time. I was a perfectionist (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and getting things right was really important for who I was, right? So I worked alongside a team and I was responsible for stock management, um, an element of reordering the stocks. I was an accountant and an analyst and the sales were were climbing higher and higher. As you remember, we just didn't know where it was going to tip. Everyone was reading it. Women that were not readers were reading this book. So I, and because we're in Australia, we're so far away, we had to allow two months to get the books overseas oh, okay, locally. Okay. And so I had to work alongside and forecast the sales. So I forecasted a sizable quantity that we needed and we put it on a ship and everyone's like, Are you sure? us that? I think it's going to still run for another two, three more months. Anyway, the stock was on the ship. It was a sizable quantity. A lot of money was spent and a week later I got the Nielsen data scan data that tells you the trajectory trajectory of the sales. And I remember this Friday morning opening up the data and opening up the Excel report. And I just remember, as I stared at this number on the screen, my heart just sank into my stomach and I just looked at it and I thought, what? And basically the sales had kind of stopped. <laughs> like a tap had been turned off. And I remember just thinking, oh, my God, I've made the biggest mistake. And so I had this expensive stock order. And I say the word I because it wasn't me. Of course, I was part of a company and a board that had made the decision. But when you're a perfectionist, as I was, and a people pleaser and so disconnected from who I was, I made it all about me. So I took on the error. I took on the shame. And so in the days and weeks that followed was a lot of shame. So my book starts with that feeling of What happens when things start to break in your life, when things start to go wrong? So a lot of our spiritual awakenings start with mistakes, divorces, bankruptcy, kids leaving the home, like right big changes, big transitions. Then I take people on a path from the kind of mistakes, the lost feeling into what it's like to look at signs of synchronicity in your life, what it's like to survive and get through a dark night of courage. Dark night of courage is my favorite chapter and a lot of people like it because there's always this one time, I don't know, Lauren, you, you, you probably have had it and shared it, but the, it's, it's called the dark night of the soul is the common um, term, but I call it the dark night of courage because it takes courage to get through it and really thrive on the other side. Yeah. And I've interviewed 19 women in this book um, and they share their stories of how they've overcome adversity and thrived and, 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 and most, every single one of them has stepped into their purpose, into their calling. That is, And that's, that's really what, it, that's what it's about.
0: Okay. I love it. I'm going to have to read this. This is, this sounds good. Um Totally. I haven't had anything like crazy traumatic, but I did have a time after college where I felt like I just had this like two week depression and I'm not one to like feel that way usually. And I just felt, what is my purpose? I just broken up with a boyfriend. I didn't like my job, like everything. I was just kind of feeling like this, what's going on. And I read the book, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. And that was my awakening. And I feel like I had to go through that time to really like, Reevaluate. And yeah, there is something to going through like a lull or a hard time or like a change that like snaps you into an awakening. It is
1: amazing. It's, 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 I've got, I quoted Eckhart Tolle in my book. And um, it was, I tell you, Lauren, when I saw my book on a bookshelf next to Eckhart Tolle in a bookstore <sighs> in so Australia, cool, huh? I had to myself. Yeah, so I read that's <laughs> I totally cool. was one of those books that changed my life years ago. I think Eckhart Tolle says, um, it, it's like he describes and It's a nightmare that will wake you up from your sleep state, yeah. and and kind of boredom and apathy. I'm, I'm not quoting it exactly. But boredom and apathy won't awaken you. That's true. It, it is it is the nightmare that will awaken you, right? And that is our dark night. Yeah. And um, you you need the more attached we are to the life that we believe we need to have the dark of the night. So I, my dark night would, happened many years after that 50 shades of gray incident because I kind of went back to sleep. Yeah. partially asleep. So I had a job loss, my apartment flooded. Um, I broke up with a guy and I broke my foot all oh, in the space of geez. weeks. Yeah. And I just come back from the Arthur Finlay college where I, discovered and studied to be a medium. And there was this moment where I couldn't go back to sleep. It was like, I meant to do this thing. I meant to be a medium. I meant to honor my spiritual nature. And I, and I came from a family and I have a loving, beautiful connection with my family. It's just, I knew this value that I was starting to hold was at odds with the fam, with the, the, the values in my family and culture yeah. and larger society. Right. And I would this little, Oh no feeling of, I don't know how to honor myself. So the dark night teaches you to honor yourself. Yeah. Cuz the yeah. calling you'll find when you honor yourself. Yes.
0: Totally. That I makes think, sense. And I also yeah. think like oftentimes d- the dark night often, not always, but there's something you were attached to that's taken away. And that's a big thing is, you know, you're Mm. a human here learning to not be too attached to things, which is very hard to do because we're in this physical place and it feels like it's all there is. And if you lose it, you're not okay. But that's a huge thing to work on in your spiritual journey is non-attachment. Right. Um, but yeah, it often feels like, like you said, like when you lose someone usually or something, that's a big blow to your, your life. Right. So, um, Mm attachment usually has a play i feel like in in a dark night and do you yeah, think that, yeah, yeah
1: go ahead yeah. no 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 i love you saying i think i think the more attached we are the darker the night it's so hard but um do you think some of
0: these things are um uh like predestined to happen to wake us up or do things just kind of uh, i know this kind of goes into another question like is free will or was it like destiny did it just happen what what are your thoughts on that i know it could be different maybe for each person but
1: yeah, that's a really insightful question, Lauren. Free will is the overarching um, ideal and law on earth, right? So we hear here as souls to grow. Mm. So fundamentally free will is always at play. You'll find free will will be a wonderful thing to experience when you connect to your intuition. Yeah. But so often we don't. So we don't really exercise free will for our high self. We just bind to the values and belief sets of family around us right. and, and that we're given to. I come from a family of engineer, you've got to be an engineer. Even mm. though you're like, I don't want to be an engineer. Sure. I want to be a veterinarian, whatever it might be. So we disconnect. So if you use free will, you'd be the veterinarian. Yeah. You do something different, but we don't. And so when I read for clients, I can see when they're using their free will and they're really connected to themselves and I can see when they're not. And I, and I, and I help them because my, my reading, my intentions of my reading is transformation. So I'll help them to get unstuck. And I say, I can see that you're buying into a life that isn't quite your own or you, you're, you yourself are feeling conflicted. So quite often psychic mediums are not giving clients anything that radical. It tends to be bubbling underneath the surface. Um, so I think I've they're answered gu- that, in that that way. <laughs>
0: no, not totally. They're in a way like your earthly guide, not your spirit guide, but yes. there's someone here guiding you. Um, Okay. So that makes sense. And then also just as far as understanding events in your life though, like a breakup or someone passes away, that's close to you. Do you think sometimes that stuff can just happen, but also do you think that might've been in a contract that you you know, it yeah. signed up for in a way to be here and go through yeah, that?
1: Yeah. Great question. Cause I think some people are going through stuff. I've, I've done a, a couple of readings actually, some beautiful people in the U S in the last week, where there was sudden death. And I get quite strongly, this was a contract yeah. and the contract was to have beautiful love. Mm-hmm. And the contract was that it had to end at this particular point. And I think on some level as a psychic medium, when you bring through that guidance for the client or you yourself feel it or get told it, it's like, it's a relief. It's like, okay, I can somehow make peace and move with this. Um, you know, I think, I think death is, is always in a contract, right? That that's big, big event event. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that, 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 um, that that's, that's very profound. Okay. I yeah. think when we live death of jobs, death of, um, death of things can, that can feel like a real death. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know I took a job. The universe told me not to take the job. I got an absolute clear sign after the fourth round of interviews, I got a clear sign from the universe. My handbag, my Michael calls handbag, brand new snapped that uh, they the snapped and I had this feeling rush through my body. Don't take the job, hmm. but I was, my ego was attached to it. I took the job yeah. and I regretted taking the job for every day for the full 10 months. I was there in the end, they let me go. Uh, so to answer your question, my, I didn't exercise my free will yeah. up front. The universe had to help me yep. and, and I got fired from that job. And that was horrible experience to go through. And it was a relief when it happened. So yeah. I thought I didn't, I didn't want to be here. Yeah. Right. So the universe will do the thing. So that wasn't in a contract, but they were like, you, you shouldn't have been here. Sure. You should have started your spiritual business a year ago. We're going to, we're going to make this happen really fast now. Wow. So that kind of thing is I wasn't honoring myself. Yep. Wow.
0: That's crazy. That's a cool, the snap of the bag.
1: And I write about that story in the book. And in my signs and synchronicity chapter, I've got so many little anecdotes of how people have received signs. Yeah. And, you know, my, my little is when I didn't take the sign, but every other story is when everyone honored the sign and just the magic that opened up in their life. Oh, that's and that's, you if you really open your eyes, the universe is helping you. Yeah. And it is crazy.
0: Cause again, in our like ego human mind, we're just like, I don't know. Like I was actually told by a psychic years ago that you're going to start doing stuff on YouTube. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like I'm into like fashion and tech and no. I mean, I was into spirituality, but um here I am now doing things on YouTube. Like yeah. listen to the stuff coming through, you know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I got I got told in two thousand and fifteen I'd write a book and then it'd be published around the world and I'd be traveling around the world wow. speaking about it and running retreats. And I thought I was well embedded in my corporate job and I thought, I don't know what you're talking about. And back then I actually thought it was a bad reading. I was yeah. like, This lady has no idea. Yeah, yeah. It was sure. probably one of the most accurate readings I had. Everything oh. she said really came to light, oh, but the right?
0: Good, the good news is do you Oftentimes you'll catch up with, with that stuff. It's waiting for you, right? It's just, it takes time for us to continue to wake up and, and and the universe I think does really want to support us. So that's the cool thing. It is always there, always there waiting for you.
1: Absolutely. And and in my dark night chapter, I write, we feel like we're abandoned in our dark night. We feel like the universe doesn't have our back. We feel like we're singled out and being punished We're really being saved from our small life. We're being saved from being off track from our ultimate destiny. There is a greater love that is there for you. Yep, that's true. The thing that maybe you're in has to end. Right. you may have to go through an acute amount of pain Mm -hmm. for a short time, but you also will be supported through the heartbreak. Yep. And then in this greater love that the universe wants you to have there, mm-hmm. you know I do a lot of readings for women in relationships that mm-hmm. are going through heartbreak or just questioning and I really have to support them to show them that they deserve more and the universe is showing them Totally they deserve Yeah,
0: I agree with that and also um, maybe also like redirecting you to help other people now that you've gone through that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as light workers, Lauren, you and I, we've got to walk the walk first. Sure. Really learn all the lessons. Light workers, for any light workers out there, hang in there. You gotta learn the lessons first. Yeah. You've got to learn them on an amplified way, twice, three times. Might have to be a bit more painful because you've got to hold bigger space, mm. right? You have to go a bit deeper into your dark night so you really get the wisdom. Mm. Then you've got to find a way to bring it through in a, like a really practical way. You'd be called to write a book, do a podcast, set up a website, teach it. So you'll also have to find a way to create a business or some sort of structure right. around it so you can make sense of everything you've been through. Totally. So kind of steps you got to go through. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, yeah. Wow. I love it. This is kind of segueing just because i want to make sure we touch on this. Um, I, I've been asking everybody this, it's like my new question that I ask everybody, just because I want everyone's different perspective, especially you as a light worker and having the intuitive uh, gifts that come through to you, um, just with what's going on in the world right now. Um, I think it's an awakening, I think all the chaos is coming out so that we can heal as as a world. Um, do you have anything that you would like to share with everybody, like you said, like hang in there? Because um, it feels like it's bad. It feels like it's negative. It feels like we're going backwards. But I, I think we're actually moving forward. What do you have to say about all this stuff going on?
1: It's the great spiritual awakening, and yeah. we'll always remember this time as a very important time on the planet. And when COVID first hit, I did actually do a, a meditation with my own guides. And I said, what's going on? And they said, there'll be miracles at the end of this. They didn't say when it was going to end. I didn't ask. They said, there'll be miracles. So, you know, Lauren, we've all had to connect with ourselves during this time. Yep. So many of us have lost jobs had to sit in silence alone, disconnected from family because we literally can't travel or fly or drive and see them. So connection to self has had to happen. Um, you know, we, we've, we've had to reassess what we're attached to in life. Yeah. Right. And, and the things that we don't want to be attached to anymore. Are we attached to commuting long hours to a job that we don't even like? Mm-hmm. Right. So that'll stop for us to look at our life and go, do you like this? Do you mm-hmm. like what you were doing before? And so we're all going to go back to a new, much more awakened, slower considered version of ourselves. Um, I'm here in Sydney right now and we're just emerging from four months of lockdown and we're allowed recently to gather in small groups of five. It's been beautiful walking past parks and seeing small groups of people sit, not on their gadgets, not on their phones and having conversations, little picnics, not in restaurants, like homemade food. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's this return to a simpler life. And from that we build a new life. Right. Um, And it is going to be more in connection with who we are, like our authentic life, connection to our children, slowing down and working on our marriage, slowing down and saying, well, I want to work, but not that hard, not as hard as I used to work. So, and and during this space of of lockdown, we've reached for meditation tools, new teachers, right? We might've had to have counselling and, uh, you know, old trauma might've surfaced, Mm -hmm. So we might worked on old traumas that needed to be addressed. So to answer your question, a hundred percent, this is an awakening. And if you use it like it's an awakening, if you, if you, if you, if you squeeze the, the juice out of this time, instead of wanting your old life or wanting sure. to be out there at a party, or if you just go, this is what's offered to me now, and I'm going to make the best of it. That's when you'll flourish when this is over.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cause this is the reality. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. And- I was going to say, it. Almost, it's like bringing it back to what we were talking about. It's like the dark night of the collective, right? It's not just yep. one singular. Yep. It's In our lifetimes, we've never gone through something where everyone is experiencing this trauma and this change. And uh, yeah, I think a lot can come out of this.
1: And we're so much more empathetic as people. And how disconnected were we from each other and each other's problems? Yeah. You know, we compared and contrasted ourselves individually a lot to other people. They had more than me and I want what they have. You know, that comparison mentality. We've all had to suffer, definitely in different ways, but on a very global way, we've had to suffer. And our empathy stores, and I think there'll be some beautiful PhDs that come out of this time in the years to come, like a lot of research will be showing the way our access to happiness is a lot more easier now. Yeah. After COVID, yeah. because we've had to find a way to be other happy ways. watching Netflix. Totally. And, yeah. and, and and finding happiness in phone calls and Zoom calls with family. Sure. Right? So we know how to do that now. That's a great gift. That's
0: true. Yeah. I mean this podcast was birthed in, in the earlier uh, you know, February twenty twenty. Or no, February twenty twenty one, sorry, this year. But yeah, you find other ways, you get new hobbies things come through. There's a lot of beauty coming out of this and uh, a lot of growth. And I think we aren't going to go back to just the normal way. And I think that's a good thing.
1: I think that's absolutely a good thing. And if you're going through this and you're still confused, lean into a mentor, a coach, a counselor, a spiritual teacher. So I've definitely used all my resources around me. Um, Women and men that had more wisdom than myself during this process, don't do this alone. Mm -hmm. And that tribe of teachers, will also accelerate your growth, your spiritual growth, your emotional growth, your resilience. Don't try and do this on your own. Cause for me, a lot of things were in my blind spot for many years. And so I needed teachers and books, podcasts and things to take it out of my blind spot, to put it in front of my face for me to look at how do I change my life? Definitely. So you need guidance for that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And the beauty is uh, there's more time in some ways now to do that, to listen to podcasts, read books, meditate. You can do Zoom psychic sessions, and yeah, it's, it's a time to reflect <laughs> do, really and will. slow down, right? So I think it's a, it's actually a gift. It's uncomfortable at first, but I feel like I'm starting to get into the groove of this. And you know, I'm like, now if I have like more than one thing in one day, I'm like, dude, this is like too much. One,
1: <laughs> I, I can't cope. I only, I like to focus on one thing and do it well. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh,
0: I love it. This is often so good. Um, Is there anything else that you want to add before we kind of wrap up? Is there anything coming through or just any words of wisdom just to kind of give to people?
1: I I want to just finish with, you know, quite often we think of bravery in the larger sense, rescuing someone from a fire or from drowning or something like that. We don't think of bravery in the smallest sense to be who we want to be in the world maybe to leave the marriage, even though everyone's like that, we don't do that in our family or we don't quit our job or you've studied too hard to get here. Mm -hmm. Everything in your body is, this doesn't serve me anymore. So my last, I guess, takeaway is be brave to live your life in accordance with your values, right? In accordance with who you want to be eventually, you know, and sometimes that's a three or a five year plan. But if you make the change today, you're going to get there sooner than you think the universe We'll have your back, your guides, your ancestors around you. We'll make sure it happens. I love it. That's awesome.
0: Be true to your true authentic self, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. perfectly said, Lauren. Uh,
0: I love it. Okay, well, we need to tell people where they can find you. Obviously, we can find your book, Brave. Where is that sold? Can we find it on Amazon.com. Yep, it's okay, in cool. bookstores in the US. Okay. Um,
1: it's, yeah, um, you can reach me at sheilav.co. Um, private message me on Instagram or connect with me on Facebook. Uh, I love getting messages from my readers. I get a couple of messages every week from readers telling me how the books changed their mm. life. And it just... It means it means a lot. I love getting into the dialogue and even continuing the dialogue with the reader after the book's ended. Yeah. Can reach out and a reading with me if you want to learn more about your own guides or what your calling is. It's two things I love speaking about.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in the world, Sheila.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Right back at you.
0: I love it. You guys, thanks for listening today. I hope you feel inspired. I know I do. Sheila's energy is contagious. <laughs> um, uh, you can catch me on Instagram at real Lauren live and you can catch me on my website, lauren.live. We're going to link all the stuff. i will link the book, Brave. We're going to link um, you know the Instagram handles for Sheila so you can find her and follow up. Thanks, guys.